Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. That's right. Anytime you get a, a beautiful, illustrious Paul Hamilton open, you're getting quality stuff. Not just the content of the opens, but of the man himself, as Paul Hamilton joins us now on the Western Hotline. Sabres season underway as Game 1 wasn't pretty, but it's also one of 82 games as we bring in Mr. Paul Hamilton. Paul, good afternoon oh. to you. Yeah, Jeremy and Joe made me come up with an open song, like a like a goal song. So what, that's, what, that's what we do in the morning now. Okay, so so what do we have? Is it going to be a mix throughout the season? or No, no, I came up with one, uh, not one you probably would come up with yourself, um, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. Okay, but it's it's you, though. So that that's the most important part. <laughs> it, it has to be Paul Hamilton. Like, I... I it better be that way. It's like Jeff Skinner yeah, yeah. picking pop song bangers. Like th- that's just what he is at this point. And so Paul Hamilton is going to pick probably the thing that I would think of the most when it comes to genre of music. So <laughs> sometimes I, with Jeff Skinner, I think it might be his sisters that pick <laughs> his music for him. <laughs> we need we need a method to the madness, Paul. I need you to ask him at this point. What he doesn't go- want to really talk about it. He, people have asked him. Uh, <laughs> What's know, the people, science? <laughs> people more than me get hung up on it. Some people ask me goal songs. I'm like, I have no idea. Because if somebody scores a goal, I'm watching a replay. I'm taking notes. I'm tweeting. The goal song is the last thing I'm paying attention to. So I like, you know, I may have heard the song 30 times during the year and I still wouldn't have a clue what it is. Paul Hamilton joining us here. Uh, Paul, not a pretty start for the Sabres. Obviously, you want to see a little bit more success from the uh, from the home opener there. But at the same time, it really just comes down to one question that this team may face throughout the course of the season, and that is if teams are going to unleash the one three one, how are the Sabres going to best be able to adjust? Well, they weren't patient enough, and they better be patient tonight because the Islanders are – that's exactly what they're going to do, and the Islanders might be a better shot-blocking group than the Rangers, who blocked 23 shots against the Sabres. So, you know, I think they lost their patience. I think they got a little frustrated. And, you know, you you can't skate through the neutral zone when you're facing the 1-3-1 because they'll choke you right off, and you're not going to get the puck into the zone. Sometimes you just have to be simple. Uh, Don Granato was talking about this. You have to be simple, get it out of your end, if you get in the neutral zone, simple to get it into the offensive zone and in, uh, strategically placed into the offensive zone where you can get in behind the defense on the forecheck and then start your forecheck. And, and you have to be patient with that. 
And the game I always point to because it was so prevalent was last year at home against the Los Angeles Kings. It was 0-0 at the end of two periods because the Sabres did just that. They played patient. They didn't get too crazy. They didn't get, uh, you know, I can't believe we can't skate through the zone here. They did what they had to do. And how do you take them out of that structure? You score on them. And they scored the first goal early in the third period. They scored another one fairly quickly. Now the Kings have to break their structure. And the the Sabres had them. I think they had five that night. I think they got four or five by the time they were done. Because once they got the Kings out of the structure, the Sabres were the better team. Now the Sabres can play their style. Now they can do what they want to do and dictate play. So that's what you have to do sometimes when you're going to face that is just be patient and really strive to get the first goal. You always want to score the first goal. Statistics say by far you have a better chance of winning the game with the first goal than you don't. But against a team like the Rangers and the Islanders, I think you it's almost imperative because once you get the lead on them, and then if you can get that second one, now they no longer can play the style they want to play. And now you've got them. Paul, the other uh, the other main issue I, I really took away from this game, of course, being the penalty. I mean, not the penalty kill, the power play of more or less like it's more of this continued reliance on just using the outside. When even in the preseason, we saw them utilizing the middle a little bit more, uh, predominantly Zach Benson um, in the middle there during the preseason. It just more or less looks back as uh, some of the frustrations of a power play unit that, yes, it was successful last year, but almost seems like there could be more. Darlene liked the power play, and we talked about it and uh, in the interview I did with him for the pregame show later today, tonight. And... What he liked about, yeah, the Rangers blocked a lot of shots, but they moved it. And if you stop and think for a second, Skinner, the wide open net, hit the crossbar. And uh, Thompson got it locked and loaded three different times and missed the net all three times. I mean, so they found the open play. And, you know, if Thompson gets that on net, we all know he's perfectly capable of blowing it by a goaltender, even a guy as good as Shesterkin. But we never got to find that out because he ripped three of them. I think all three were over the net, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, so on the, on the game, Thompson had three shots on net, three shots, three shots over the net, and then three shots that were blocked. So, you know, that was part of the problem, too. So if you boil it down, they had four glorious scoring chances, one at the crossbar, and three were blown over the net by their top score. So the, I think that's why Dowling liked it so much. Uh, Paul, Derek mentioned Benson, and it was his debut on Thursday. What did you think of his play, and what can he use moving forward for the rest of his possible nine games here or more? Yeah, you know what I liked is the Rangers had a game plan of, all right, let's, let's go get this little shrimp type of a thing. He's 18 years old. He's a little kid. Let's go knock him around a little bit. And Benson didn't care. He didn't care in the least. Um, you know, Don Granado brought up the one where Truba could have <laughs> really committed three penalties against him, cross-checked him and the rest of it. And Benson just turned around and grabbed him and said, you know what? I'm not going to put up with this type of a thing. And he just bounced up. He didn't care that they were trying to knock him around or slash him or cross-check him or whatever. He just bounced up and did his thing. So overall, I think he had a pretty good game. I, Of course, on the shorthanded goal, I would like him to be more aware. Uh, 
I just think he didn't think Zibanejad had any chance at all of doing a pass from behind a behind the back pass across crease to to a Kreider, and Benson didn't cover Kreider. That's two of the Ranger goals that weren't an empty netter. So two of the four were basically with Sabers standing right there watching. The other one uh, also by Kreider early in the game had Yoki Haru standing there watching. And, you know, that's something that is not a problem just popping up now. The awareness on this club for years, not just this group, but for years, is horrendous at times. And they just have to – and that's not systems or anything like that. I'm not getting on the kid. I'm getting on Yoki Haru more than I am Benson because Benson's 18 years old. I just don't think he thought Zibanejad had that pass. And so he's learning. Yoki Haru's played almost 300 games in the NHL. That's inexcusable for him to be standing there and, and oblivious to the guy standing next to him that scores the goal. And uh, so that that's something that they just have to clean up. But overall, I, I thought Benson was pretty good. I, I mean, it wasn't what we saw in preseason, nor did I expect him to be. Uh, preseason is against NHL players, AHL players, junior players. It's not a full NHL lineup. But I thought he accounted for himself okay. Yeah, I, I think that Benson overall was uh, one of my more impressive players there. And we'd heard um, after the game, Don Granado wasn't really getting the player specifics of who played well, who didn't play well, because he was more or less it was more or less just a, a team failure overall and a five-one loss. But one of the players I was a little more impressed with here, Paul, um, back on Thursday, and I've continued to hear hype about him through the preseason and watching him on Thursday, Jordan Greenway. I thought he was very impressive and um, probably was one of the better Sabres forwards uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, and the thing is, is he played hurt the whole time he was here as a Sabre after the trade. He had hurt his shoulder, and that was that. He's healthy right now, so he's playing healthy, which I think helps, especially a a player that needs to play the style that he needs to play. But uh, you saw it in preseason, and you saw that you know he's pretty good at causing turnovers, getting in and getting in on a player quickly and making him make a play before he wants to make a play, and it winds up in a turnover. And actually one of them, if you recall, turned into a nice goal in the preseason, a Thompson goal, where Greenway just got into the neutral zone, made him turn the puck over, quickly got it up to Thompson, who walked in and scored a nice goal. So, you know, a lot of those turnovers can lead to goals, but I thought he was hard on the forecheck. He wasn't bad getting back defensively either. I saw him break up some plays coming back defensively. So, you know, playing on a line with Benson and and Middlestad, if he continues to play like that, I think they have three different ingredients there on that line that can make a possible successful line. Speaking of line chemistry and the potential of sorts, I did not like how, uh, I mean, many people didn't, and the, even the advanced stats didn't like it. Uh, Victor Olofsson did not look very comfortable with uh, Cousins and Paterka. I liked him a lot better in preseason than I liked him in that, that game. It was more back to what we have seen for a long time from him, where if he doesn't score a goal, he he probably hurts the team more than helps them, and Really, if you look at it, Benson is the one that took advantage of Quinn being hurt. He doesn't play on the line that Quinn was on, but somebody had to take advantage of that and make the lineup. I thought, you know, as the summer came around, I, I thought Rosick would be the guy because he's such a good two-way player, and Rochester was their leading scorer. 
only because Byro got hurt, but was their leading scorer. And, uh, you know, so I was, I was, you know, thinking, well, nobody really took this. So Olison kind of got the job by default because Kulik didn't look like he was ready for the NHL. Roseanne didn't look like he was ready for the NHL. Rosick was very disappointing at age 24 and didn't look like he was ready for the NHL. Uh, and Benson, you know, made the team and it's like, okay, here's the one guy that's going to f- take the Quinn position as far as the roster spot. And Olison wound up being there by uh, default. So, you know, you, you, they, they need more out of him. He had promised he was going to work on his game and come back with more, but, and he wasn't the only one, but after game one, it wasn't there. Paul, it looks like Devin Levi will get the start tonight. What did you think of his game on Thursday and uh, what he can do moving forward as well? Yeah, again, not bad. I mean, Yoki Haru leaves a guy in the crease wide open for a, for a goal. If somebody wanted to have a conversation about the Panarin goal, I could have that conversation. Panarin came, was left open down the slot. This is one of the best shooters in the National Hockey League. I mean, he can wire a puck. And he did so on Levi. Now you can say you'd like to see a big save there if you want to. Um, uh, and, and I would listen to that. So, you know, that goal is that goal. Um, the, the power play goal is a tip. You know, they got tipped in front. And, you know, it's, maybe it's going to hit them. Maybe it's not when they wind up, wind up tipping the puck. So when, when I look at it, the overall, I thought his rebound control was a little bit off. I didn't think he was controlling rebounds the way he can, but it didn't cost him. You know, and the pucks didn't wind up in the net because of those rebounds. I, I, I am just a shade surprised um, that Comrie's not in goal. Only because, if you recall, at the end of March last year, he walked into Long Island and shut out the Islanders 2 to nothing, and played very, very well. So I thought maybe he might get the start in this game because of that. But when I think back, Don Granado doesn't necessarily take those things into account when they're discussing their goalie and who's going to be in net. And, I mean, obviously, Levi's not going to be tired. He had a day in between. He did take the optional morning skate today. He was out there. Most of the guys were. There were only a couple that weren't. So um, I don't think this is going to happen. But if they wanted to, they wouldn't have to play him until the 24th against Ottawa. That's the first back-to-back. They play at home on Monday and then in Ottawa on Tuesday. So, the, I mean, if they wanted to just run Levi out there, they could because they're playing every other day, and I don't think he he would get run down. But I would be shocked if they did that. I, 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 somebody's going to be net before then. Paul Hamilton joining us on the West Her Hotline as Sabres and Islanders drop the puck at 7.30 tonight. We'll have pregame starting at 6.30 here. You'll be able to hear Mr. Hamilton along with Brian Koziel as pregame rolls along. Paul, when it comes to the goaltending position here as well, I mean, there are obviously like some fans that would possibly question, oh, great, we're carrying three goalies again. Why? Uh, but it more or less would look like it's probably a good idea, if only for the longevity of the season for Devin Levi, who is in his first season, but also it's going to be the first time that he's going to be dealing not only with being goalie one in the pros, but also going through 82 games. Well, ideally, they wanted Lukanen to grab the number two position. He didn't do that in training camp. Quite honestly, if you, of the three goalies, Comrie was the best. I thought uh, if you go by performance, but obviously Levi is the number one. And um, I don't know who they think the number two is. Comrie dressed as the backup in the first game. 
So uh, I don't think they want to give up on a 24-year-old goaltender. I wouldn't want to either. I mean, there's if if they would have given up on 24-year-old Linus Allmark, he would not have done what he did last year when he was the best regular season goalie and won all sorts of awards for the Bruins and was just lights out until the playoffs rolled around. So sometimes with goaltenders, you have to let it go a little bit. And I wouldn't want to give up on a 24-year-old goaltender either, but Lukanen didn't come through in training camp and just grab that spot where they could say, okay, we're comfortable. We can trade Comrie and, and look at it that way. So, or Kevin Adams has said on the air more than once that having three goaltenders is not ideal because you only have 23 roster spots. So, you know, you got one extra D and one extra forward, and you really don't want to waste one on a goaltender, which is what they have to do now. So it's not ideal, but it's what they had to do. And once, uh, you know, Allmark, or I'm sorry, once uh, Lukanen and Comrie get their chance, we'll see what they've got there. And if one of them is ready, to grab that number two position. Paul, thank you for taking the time. We'll be able to hear you with Brian on the pregame tonight. And uh, enjoy your weekend, my friend. Anytime, guys. Enjoyed it. Paul Hamilton joining us there on the Western Hotline as the Sabres and Islanders will face off at 7.30 tonight. You'll be able to hear that here on WGR. So, TJ, you're going to be uh, – brought in for the, your your first um, on-air trombone champing in the next segment. As long as there's no Buffalo Pepsi or anything I have to drink, I'm, I'm, I'm down for whatever. No, no. And, and this is a public service announcement um, because I can say this in my professional opinion. I got paid. I didn't get paid to drink Buffalo Pepsi, but I got paid while I was drinking you, Buffalo Pepsi. You were Pepsi. on the clock. I was on the clock and receiving money – when I happen to be drinking that drink, and I'm going to use that term as liberally as possible because that is, uh, it's, it's actually a nightmare in a cup, and I no longer trust anybody that, uh, that enjoyed it, like legitimately. If, if someone says that it's a good drink, I don't trust you. This is how I feel about Bloody Marys, if we're being totally honest. <laughs> but that's beside the point. It is beside the point. Um, but, yeah, no, that is not something that we're going to do or ever do again. And because uh, even, like, someone brought up the stipulation of, like, what if they win the Super Bowl? Yeah, don't care. Would rather drink something out of a boot a la Josh Allen than I would ever drink that abomination again. But speaking of abominations, we go around the league next right here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.